When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass, I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're being joined on the Tiny Stage by Sam Robbins. How you doing tonight? How are you? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Welcome back, and happy birthday. Thank you, man. Thank you. When's the last time that you were here? It's been a couple of years, at least. I think it, I mean, it might have even been 2017. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Were you still a student at Berkeley then? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I was just a like a sophomore or something. I, it was either like early 2018 or 2017. Where did we meet? Was that maybe Loretta's or one of the open mics? Probably, yeah, because I used to play, like, because Berkeley is right down the street from Loretta's, and I used to play there, like, the writer's nights and stuff. All That is probably where we met. Yeah, I used to play there. I used to play there. They, they had a writer's night open mic every Monday, and... I and two other people would show up every week, and we were the only people there sometimes, but I play there every week, yeah. I used to see, like, you there and Haley Sheik and mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, yeah. It was a good turnout. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah, and that's uh, Loretta's Last Call in Boston. Do you miss live music? Yes, very much. I mean, I think I think I needed a break slightly, and this has kind of been a long enough break for me, obviously, but I think... Um, yeah, I, d- I definitely miss it. And I, the, the virtual shows for me, they, I tried it. It just doesn't work quite for me. You know what I mean? So that, that personal connection, yeah, yeah, I definitely miss it. It takes some adjusting to, to have the, the virtual audience versus yeah. the real thing. Uh-huh. I, I've kind of thought of it. It's, I talked to someone about this. Um, it's kind of like a, just a different thing. So for me, I was like doing them and, and it was, I was having a hard time because it, didn't feel right but i talked to someone and they were like you know just like it's just a different thing like you just have to think of it as a different thing than like a a live show you know absolutely so i know you recently dropped a new single but what's been new in your world since the last time that you've been here i'm sure there's a lot yeah a lot of things (laughs) um well i graduated berkeley um played a bunch more shows um and and i moved to nashville last fall uh so i had about six months of normalcy in nashville and then the world got set on fire obviously um yeah i moved to nashville and i've been there for obviously i'm not there right now but uh been living there for what is it like oh my god it's almost a year it's That's like crazy 11 months wow yeah. amazing congrats on that thank you i was reading your website and your website describes you as an old soul songwriter elaborate on that what does that mean um i mean that was a thing that came naturally like neither of my parents are musical um my family's not really musical and and so I was kind of I kind of just just did whatever you know what I mean to start out it was just kind of like I, I was just listening to stuff and and, and I played I, I ended up playing like 600 shows bar shows and stuff and over the years of playing those shows through um, the end of high school and through college, it, it just, people were like, you kind of remind me of James Taylor a little bit. And I started just kind of naturally gravitating towards that. So it was kind of a, a long slide. And, and I just, I realized, I don't know, you know, I, a lot of the techniques, vocal techniques, writing, everything I, I do is really from that sort of 70s singer-songwriter era, you know? Incredible. Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight. Let's start off with a song. What are we listening to first? Uh, I'm going to play Remind Me, which uh, I, I released it back in January, and I, I sort of 
man, I can talk forever about these things. Um, <laughs> it's all good, man. We got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wrote this song and, and it was, uh, getting out of a very long relationship and, and meeting somebody new. And at the same time I was listening to a lot of Disney music. Um, so that's the, that's the preamble for this one. <laughs> all right. Well, let's hear it. 95.9 WHD. The tiny stage is yours. I told myself not to fall in love and I haven't yet I'm still so young, there's so many people I just haven't met So when I saw you and you saw through to the heart of me I turned around, walked downtown and tried to see with objectivity I didn't want to look too hard I didn't want to see too far I didn't want to know who you are I didn't want to like it I didn't want to say your name Standing on your fire escape Watching all the good stars fade like the ghosts behind me I told myself she's nothing new Just a pretty girl A radiant light who always finds time To watch life unfurl But when you kissed me and I had to leave I wasn't lying Thinking maybe I'm just good at searching Not finding I didn't want to look too hard I didn't want to see too far I didn't want to know who you are I didn't want to like it I didn't want to say your name Standing on your fire escape Watching all the good stars fade Like the ghosts behind me Cause you don't remind me of back home You don't remind me of my old needs You don't remind me of what I know of love You remind me of what it means You don't remind me of my mother don't remind me of my last girl you just remind me Maybe it's a big wide open world I didn't want to say your name Standing on your fire escape Watching all Good stars fade Like the ghosts behind me And you don't mind me 
Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Great job on that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I forgot to add also before that. I was also on The Voice. That was what that's happened before. I want to talk about that too later on. But first, walk us through your songwriting process. Maybe using that song as an example. How do you write? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think... I don't know. I mean, I think... A lot of it is is trying to harness a feeling. You know what I mean? Trying to harness the idea and get it down on paper um, and to know what's happening, if that makes sense. Like to know when it's going to happen and, and to, to be like, this is what's actually going on right now. You know what I mean? And, and, and sitting down and, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to, hard to describe, but I, I actually wrote um, the ending of that one. Back home, you don't remind me of my old needs. I wrote that ending, and I had a whole other song to it. And then, um, like, weeks and weeks later, I came up with, I didn't want to look too hard, didn't want to see too far. And it just fits so well, you know? How could I not add that, you know? How much of your writing comes from real-life experience? I mean, I'd say, like, all of it at this point. Before, I think I was finding my my way and, and... being around people that trust you and I don't know I'd say I'd say all of it now some little things are dramatized here and there you know it's like she didn't have a fire escape on that song (laughs) didn't want to say your name standing on your fire escape which she called me out on when she heard it um she didn't have a fire escape and and but the harnessing the feeling you know what I mean harnessing the feeling and and that's something that has just has just taken time for me of 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 being able to harness the idea in, in some kind of a song and, and some kind of a, I don't know. When you write a song about somebody, like in that particular case, do you tell that person the song is about them? <laughs> uh, man, it depends. It depends. <laughs> I, like, that song... What do you make them guess? Uh, I mean, it depends, you know? Like, um girlfriends generally love it uh <laughs> um i've sure friends maybe not yeah yeah maybe not as much you know i've written some songs that maybe yeah ex-girlfriends would not love quite as much but some songs could earn enough money to buy a new car others might get those tires slashed yeah oh my god yeah that's a great way to put it yeah that this funny because like that song i just played has sort of become like probably my most known song like obviously none of it like like radio hits but and and it is funny because I did see that girl at a show. She came to a show um, when I played in Boston a long time later, and that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny thing. When do you know a song is ready for public performance mm. or ready for the studio? I don't know. Man, these are good questions. I I, I think for me, I, I spent a lot of time playing only covers and bars. Um. And I would just play three-hour nights of just bars, covers, bars, and sometimes four hours. And there's a certain, like, solidness that I find with those covers because, my God, I've played so many of these covers so many times. And and there's that same kind of feeling where at a certain point, obviously, when you're writing, you just have to, like, decide that it's done. You know what I mean? But this feeling of solidness. Like, this would fit in in a set. There's just, it, when everything sort of comes together and it's like you're sailing on a ship that, that isn't missing any planks or anything, you know what I mean? There's a solidness that's there that I think it, it maybe just comes with time of playing a lot. I'm not sure. 
And I'm not that old, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Share with us your website and any social media links that you want to throw out there. Cool. Um, yeah, so my website is uh, samrobbinsmusic.com, and then all my social media is the same the same as that. So it's just Sam Robbins Music, and it's Baskin Robbins, spelled like that, R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Um, any relation? No, I don't think so. I have no money from it, so uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's do some more music. What are we listening to next? Um, I think I'm going to do my song, What Being in Love Is. Um, and I wrote this one. Let me tune it up here. I wrote this song back in Nashville. And, and as, as your listeners may or may not know, in Nashville, like the thing to do is co-write. Um, it's just... You co-write country songs, you, you get together, and you two or three, four people write these songs. And I decided when I got there last September, I I just wanted to hit the ground running. And I just wanted to write as much as possible, co-write. And this song came from writing a lot and needing to write by myself again, because that's, that's what I, I did before, is write by myself. So this song came from that, but it has that spirit of Nashville in it. Uh, and the song's on Spotify and everything, so it's called What Being in Love Is. Sam Robbins, 95.9 WATD, it's all yours. I had a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes And she wore her face like a pretty disguise Cause she was afraid her fear might get recognized she was nothing like, nothing like you I had a girl with red hair And light skin And she wore her face Like a pretty prison Cause when she touched my hand She only felt me leaving She was nothing like, nothing like you But I loved them, I loved them and what about all the girls I've loved and couldn't live without her? All the things I swore I really loved about her. If I felt so happy in it way back then, how can I trust myself to know what being in love is? What being in love is? You got dark hair And you wear bright rings And I know you can see The difference Between me and my confidence I never had nothing like Nothing like you But I love them I love them too And what about all the girls I've loved and couldn't live without her All the things I swore I really loved about her If I felt so happy in it way back then How can I trust myself to know What being in love is What being in love is I've slammed car doors Oh, I've been selfish I've loved someone more 
Then I've loved myself But if it's all insecurity anyway It just depends On where I decide The line So happy anyway back then. How can I trust myself to know what being in love is? Or how can I know what it is? What being in love is? And that's Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight. Almost Famous, 95.9 WATD. Nice job, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you went to Berklee College of Music. What was that experience like for you? Berkeley. Sorry, I've switched the guitars here. Uh, Berkeley was amazing. You know, I think... There's so much to say about Berkeley. I, I, I think I'm, I'm very grateful for the experience. And, and I think it's a crazy atmosphere in a lot of ways. And it's it's unlike anything in the world. And... Even in Nashville, you know, I mean, the re- the pressure, the songwriting thing of playing for not just people, but playing for like your classmates that they're all going to directly critique your music and writing and everything. It's that's just like a different thing, kind of. And, it, and it, it's interesting. It, it really gets you in this mindset, this like good mindset. I mean, it can go bad, obviously, but like it forces you to be better. So, I, I mean, I was grateful to have that experience and to, to meet teachers like Paula Cole and and. Scarlet Keys, Mark Simos, and, and all these songwriting teachers and, and people that help me out to this day that are just amazing. Very grateful for the experience. When did you realize that you wanted to do music as a career? I was pretty young, honestly. I think I I I kind of like sucked at a lot of things <laughs> when I was a kid. I I tried sports, I tried all this stuff and um I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't very good. I um, <laughs> I, I wasn't very good at many things, and, and I really tried. I really wanted to be good at something, and I think when I was around 10 or eh, like 11 or 12, I started playing drums, and I had a drum teacher that really sort of encouraged me. And I, I don't know. By the time I was like 13 or 14, I was like, why would I do anything else? It was just kind of young, and then, yeah, I don't know. Very cool. Sam Robbins joining us tonight. Here on Almost Famous 95.9 WHD, the tiny stage, we are approaching our first break of this hour, but we have a lot more to talk about and a lot more songs to share as well. So stick around right here, 95.9 WATD and 95.9 WATD.com. We're your radio station, the South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Class, I'm John Shea. Follow us online tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. You can find our podcast at almostfamousradio.com. And tonight, we're being joined on the tiny stage by Sam Robbins. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Happy belated birthday. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. 
So for those who may have missed the first part of the show, and it's been a while since you've been here last, reintroduce yourself. Who is Sam Robbins? Uh, I'm I'm Sam Robbins. Uh, I am from New Hampshire. I'm from Portsmouth. I graduated from Berkeley last spring, thankfully. Um, and I moved to Nashville in the fall, and I've been living there, and I'm back um, for a little bit of the summer. And yeah. Cool. Singer-songwriter. Share your website and social media information. Uh, my website's samrobbinsmusic.com, samrobbinsmusic.com, and then all my social media is samrobbinsmusic, and it's spelled like Baskin-Robbins, like R-O-B-B-I-N-S. And I know you were going to release a new album in the fall that's been postponed? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been it's been postponed. Um, we I came back here in the spring for obvious reasons. Um and I would, we just, we weren't quite finishing production and, and recording. So at this point, I just, I, I didn't want to rush it, you know? So at some point, maybe in 2021? Yes, hopefully early 2021. Excellent. So in the meantime, what is available for music out there? Uh, so from you, uh, I have an EP from when I was um, a little fatter and I had a buzz cut and I was 18. <laughs> uh, and that's on Spotify and everything. And then I have. A few singles I've released, like four or five singles, including the one I'm going to play next. Um, yeah, so I yeah, I don't actually have that much on there. I really want to get a lot out there, you know. And you've switched guitars for this song. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. By the way, that first guitar, um, you said that's relatively new. That's a beautiful Martin. Talk Thank about you. that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm like an acoustic guitar fanatic, basically. But this thing is uh, it's a 1972 Martin D28S is what it's called. And it, um, it's a 12-fret model, and it, I found it at this place in Nashville, and I ended up just trading, like, my soul for it. I traded, like, three guitars and a bunch of pedals and stuff, and it, it's just, it's cool. Sounds incredible. And, and what did you switch to now? This is, uh, while you're asking me about the guitars, this is great. Um, this is a custom Martin Custom Shop. Um, it's, it's this really cool instrument, actually. It, um... I got it in Nashville because it's it's custom designed at the store in Nashville, Groon Guitars, and they took this wood that's like 150 years old, and they made the guitar out of it. It's very cool, and I, yeah. And I heard you sound checking uh, before we we went on the air tonight, and that thing just has some some amazing body of sound to it. Yeah, it's it's what's cool is that a lot of like older guitars, like that's kind of like the thing is you get like an old Martin, you know what I mean, and this has the same wood that those Martins used. Very so cool. So it's like, yeah. Well, let's hear it. What are we listening to? Uh, I'm going to do this song called Saying Amen. Uh, this is released recently, and it's a single. It's it's the first time I've, uh, I've put out a song like this. It's like a political kind of song, but I, I had always felt to write a song like, come gather around people wherever you roam. You know what I mean? It's too big of an undertaking. And so this song, it started really naturally, and it just it's just a letter to this guy I met. Um, yeah, so it just started naturally. Let's hear it. Sam Robbins on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. You've got light blonde hair like mine Married in 1990 Two kids by 95 Bible by your bed Swear Jesus knows your name 
Don't think he doesn't see what you post online every day. And you say you love the good book, so why don't you take a good look at yourself? Cause there are people going through hell that we can't understand. Why don't you care about them? So go on, keep on saying amen. Got a good job now. You say you got there with your own hands. It's real easy to preach when you don't have to understand that it's not saying your life's been easy, that you haven't worked for your blessings, but it hasn't been made harder by the color of your skin. And you say you love the good book, so why don't you take a good look at yourself? 'Cause there are people going through hell that we can't understand. Why don't you care about them? So go on, keep on saying amen, amen. Now, I'm in for my trans friends, brave for being alive. I'm in for the Bible and for Jesus Christ. I'm in for the migrants trying to find a new life. I'm in for the White House and the good people still inside. Amen. And you say you love the good book, so why don't you take a good look at yourself? 'Cause there are people going through hell that we can't understand. Why don't you care about them? So go on. Great stuff from Sam Robbins, 95.9 WATD. A song like that, how long does that typically take you to compose? Um, that one took a little while. <laughs> um, I think the first verse and a little bit of the chorus were, were pretty quick, you know, because it, it, the best songs, they come out of like a spur-of-the-moment spark, you know, and that, that spur-of-the-moment, it was pretty strong, um, the spark there, but... Then I realized by the second verse, I realized that, you know, when you put something out like this, like, obviously you have to, like, be careful with what you say. And, and I was realizing that it was kind of turning into something a little more intense than what I'd written before. So, it, I mean, it took me a, lo- a long time, actually, to write that one. I've noticed um, since the pandemic started in mid-March, at least for me personally in this radio show, I've received probably more new music over the last few months than I usually do in over a year. 
Mm. And do you think that with the pandemic, it's sparked more creativity in the world? I mean, it certainly did for me. I mean, I, I was... I'm I'm kind of like a workaholic a little bit, and, and I think I was just running around. You know what I mean? And, and I remember the first week or of April, and I was back home, and I was like, oh, man, what the hell is going on? And so I, I, I finally just decided I am just going to relax. You know what I mean? I hadn't gone – it had been five years I'd, since I, I'd played a show at least two or three times a week for five years. So obviously that wasn't happening. And so I was like, I'm just going to chill out. And – um. That lack of pressure, I mean, I've written probably 10 songs, you know, like that lack of pressure, it it really helped me, you know. Now, I want to talk, you mentioned a little while ago about The Voice. You appeared on The Voice. What was that experience like? That was crazy. I mean, looking back, obviously, I'm very grateful to be on that, to have that kind of a platform and, and to be able to do that, but... I don't think I would do that again. Um, I think, I don't know. There, there's so much to say about it. It, it. I was really lucky because I was able to do a song in a style that I like. And, and I, from the get-go, kind of was like, I want to be this kind of artist on this show. And they respected it, you know. And, and I don't think that always happens because really you have to become a character on a reality show. And... I mean, I think I made my own character, which might have explained why I didn't go too far. But um, I don't know. There's so much to say about it. There's so much to say. I, I'm I'm incredibly grateful for the experience, honestly. And, and it's it's just such a cool like footnote of my story, you know. Now you were called back, right? Um. You, oh you, yeah. Oh my you, god. Like you you like reappeared. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um. Yeah, so they did this thing. It was the first year. That was an amazing experience. It was the first year um, they did this thing called the comeback stage, which you basically, the people that didn't get share turns at the beginning, they got to come back and, and work with Kelsey Ballerini and do some songs. And what was great about that is that they had no idea what they were doing. So I had a lot more, like, free reign. And so, like, we got to go to the studio where We Are the World was recorded and where Tapestry, Carol King, and Sweet Baby James was recorded. And uh, I met Blake Shelton recording a song with Pitbull there. And John Mayer was recording in the studio next door. So um, that was amazing. I mean, obviously, the outcome of it was not that amazing because I didn't make it through that either. But that that few days in that studio will go down. It's just, like, one of the coolest experiences of my life. What did you learn from that experience that helps you with what you're doing today? I think it kind of it forced me to really look at what I'm I'm doing and kind of try to put like this kind of makes it sound negative but like kind of a box in some way of because when you're like a singer-songwriter you're a white guy singer-songwriter like you can go in a bunch of different directions, like style, branding-wise, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's John Mayer, there's James Taylor, there's all these people. And, and from the get-go there, I was like, I, I want to be the young James Taylor, you know? And, and I, I had no idea if it was going to work at all. And they loved it, and they ran with it. And, and I, it really allowed me to kind of enter that world a little more strongly because it was like, oh, people actually are going to respond to this, you know, and when the episode came out that I was on, I got so many messages saying that they loved that song and it 
wow, you remind me of like young Jim Croce, of a young like Jackson Brown kind of thing, which like those guys are my heroes. So it let me just kind of just step into my role as I see it a little more comfortably. That's incredible. We're chatting with Sam Robbins tonight on the tiny stage on 95.9 WATD. Let's do some more music. What are we listening to next? Uh, we're going to do, this is going to be, this is the first time anyone's really hearing this one, but this is going to be the title track on my record. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this song. I I, uh, I had finished with nine songs, recorded, written, everything, um, and I decided I needed one more when I went home back here in March. And I, I said, I'm just going to chill out, and I'm going to write one more song, and it's going to be the title... And this is what this is what came out. It's called Finally Feeling Young. All right. Sam Robbins, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. It seems so strange that up till now I've lived my life like summer's countdown Waiting on the day when Everything changes The sky opens and my life rearranges It's always let me down I spent 16 to 22 Trying to be in love Trying to make someone else Show me who I was And I started working Seven days a week Just to prove to my ego That it could make some money It always let me down Now I'm finally feeling I got single I went off and got drunk I tried to hit on everyone Even when I was throwing up I thought I'd cracked the code All from getting some girl's number New in my phone I swore that's what growing up now I'm finally feeling Finally feeling Finally feeling young Finally feeling Finally feeling I'm finally feeling young Oh, I'm finally learning Finally hurting I finally see how to put words to the burning Now I'm finally feeling Finally feeling Finally feeling young Now I'm finally feeling Finally feel 
Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job, man. Thank you. Cool tune. Talk about your influences. I know you touched upon that with James Taylor and Jim Croce, but who did you listen to growing up? Who are you listening to currently? I think, um, I mean, I grew up, like, again, my, my parents really weren't into music. I mean, obviously they listened to music, but they weren't really, like, into music in, in a really deep sense, and... I grew up kind of listening to whatever they would listen to, and then I just, whatever, on the radio and stuff like that. And so as far as, like, singer-songwriters, there was a lot of John Mayer, you know, like Jason Raz, those kind of more modern guys. But I think back to um, when I was 15, 16, 17, um, me and my dad would go on these long hikes. Um, and when we would drive mountain to mountain, he, the only thing he had was a box set of like James, it was called 70s singer songwriter. So it was Jackson Brown, James Taylor, John Denver, Jim Croce, um, all, all these guys like that. You know, there was some Elton John in there and some, um, I don't know, just all those guys like that. And, and I think, I don't know, a lot of my childhood, I, like that was the only thing my dad had in his truck for ever. I mean, you know, and so we would just listen to that and, and yeah, I don't know. And, and, and what I'm listening to now, uh, man. I don't even know. There's a lot. I mean, I listen, <laughs> I, it's kind of a tough question, I, I, which is kind of weird. But I think, um, I don't know, I like keeping up to date on sort of the Nashville people and the Nashville country scene. But, uh, oh, my God, there was just some album that I found that I really, really love. I'm totally forgetting. But... Um, Oh, I, like Molly Tuttle, if you know her? Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm getting really into the bluegrass thing and into... It's kind of like the jazz of country music. It, oh, yeah. And with the pretentiousness included. Um, but it definitely... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Listening to a lot of like that kind of like folky influenced by bluegrass people. I mean, there are a ton of them, you know? So you've done a lot um, in your life. You've attended Berklee College of Music. You were on The Voice basically twice. You moved to Nashville recently. I also did American Idol recently. Did, oh, cool, too. Idol, too. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that, too. But what advice would you give aspiring songwriters who are looking to make music their career, especially now when it's probably more difficult than ever? Yeah. Um, I think... Just try to follow yourself and and try not to listen to what's going on around you too much and let it affect you too much. Like the song I released recently, the political song, like that song's done really well for me. I've before COVID I was playing it out and it's done well for me. And, and I know that people don't expect that. You know what I mean? And, and, I was very uncomfortable when I was writing it and releasing it, but I just tried to stay on my own course kind of, you know, and, and yeah, I don't know. I guess I would say that it's just don't try to be too cool. Just, just stay on your course. Don't let things affect you too much. Like that's what I would say. That's great advice. And I didn't know you did Idol. Let's talk about that. How did that happen? I, I did it very briefly. It's like a funny, I, I didn't get through far at all. Um, and it wasn't on TV. It wasn't. They hated me. Uh, actually, you know what? I, this, I didn't even think about it. The song I'm about to do is the one I did on Idol. I didn't even think about that. Oh, cool. Um, 
I they reached out to me last fall, and I went, and it was an interesting experience, and it was Katy Perry and uh, Luke Bryan and uh, Lionel Richie, and I got to play in Georgia for them, and they absolutely hated me. Uh, <laughs> Katy Perry told me I put her to sleep. Uh, Luke Bryan basically said the same. Lionel Richie was really nice, but it was hilarious. Uh, that's about all there is. I walked in and played a song. They didn't like it. I left. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that when Lionel Richie went solo, one of his songwriters was Kenny Rogers. Really? Yeah. God, you never... That's crazy. The music industry is crazy, man. Yeah, I think it was vice versa. Kenny Rogers wrote for him, and he wrote for Kenny Rogers. Wow. Wow. There's And there's so much stuff like that in Nashville, too, that it's just like, this. this guy is just like... Oh, yeah, you're always one degree away from someone weird and random that you're like, oh, what the hell? You know what I mean? That's so funny. Wow. Let's hear the song. What are we listening to next? Um, I wrote this song. I wrote it last fall. And I wrote it about, I wrote about my dad. And I had a class with Paula Cole. And the first week assignment was to write a song about your relationship with your father. Which I, quite a first week assignment. Um... And me and my dad have a great relationship. And when I started writing this, I just started sobbing. And it was, like, bizarre. I mean, I had never felt like that before. And I don't know. I, I said this earlier, but I, I wasn't I wasn't very good at many things when I was younger. Um, and I think I really... He was, like, a star in high school and before. He was a sports star and everything. And, yeah, I wrote this song... Comparing myself to him and, and I don't know, trying to be good at something like music for him. It's called Raining Sideways. I used to want to be just like you. I'd fail, and you'd know it too. Bought that wristband of your favorite team I wore it every day for a year or two I'd get so confused when those coaches would tell me Boy, you gotta get me I wonder if they said the same to you you ever found out what that really means? Now it's raining sideways and I'm missing your face. I wonder if you ever felt that way. Almost strangers, different in a million ways. But every day I see how much you remain. Get to living up to you one of these days. Do you remember those hiking boots you bought me back when I was fifteen? First and last time that I ever wore them Was with you on the spine of Tucker Men's Ravine 
When I told you I couldn't do it anymore I wasn't a man like my grandfather I couldn't fight the Korean War And you told me that that was alright That no man grows up to be his father If his father raises him I wanna believe that I could be like what's come before me A faded photo on the wall A thread running through us all On the shoulders of a hundred men All I am is peace All I am is peace Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WHD. Nice job on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. What was your dad's reaction when he heard that song uh, for the first time? Uh, I, so I briefed him. I, I, after I did the voice, I did a sort of big hometown show at, at 3S Art Space in Portsmouth. It was a sold out. It was a 200-seat venue. It was awesome. And, and I, uh, I briefed him. That was the first time he heard it. And my mom, too, I said, all right. And actually, that was the first time anybody heard it, my whole family. So I told him, and I was like, hey, just let you know, it's nothing bad. You know, that's just what it is. You know, this is the song. And I played it, and my mom sobbed. Oh. <laughs> and my dad, and if this tells you anything about him, he stood there, and he said, after nothing, just clapped. And afterwards, he said, I like that song. And that's it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a typical dad response. Yeah, literally, yeah. We have Sam Robbins on the tiny stage tonight. We are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you? Yes. All right. We'll do that right after this on 95.9 WATD. This is Almost Famous. The South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time this evening... I'm John Shea. Tonight, we are being joined on the tiny stage by Sam Robbins. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Getting ready to pass the mic over to Mike Joshua. Americanorama coming your way next tonight. But we have Sam Robbins for the next few minutes. And one last time, give an introduction. Uh, I'm Sam Robbins. I'm from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I, I graduated from Berkeley last spring. And I moved to Nashville in the fall. And I'm back back in the New England area, back home for, for a little bit of the summer. Excellent. And your website, social media, available music, anything you want to share? Yeah, uh, you can find all of that stuff, samrobbinsmusic.com, and then Sam Robbins Music, all social media, everything, and Sam Robbins on Spotify, iTunes, title, whatever you want to use. Um, and it's spelled R-O-B-B-I-N-S, like Baskin Robbins. <laughs> and a new album that's supposed to come out in the fall, being released in 2021. Yes. How do people stay up to date on the the progress of that project? Uh, you can, uh, just like any of my social media pages, also you can uh, sign up for my email list on my website. I don't send out that many emails, so don't worry about it. Just a monthly newsletter to keep everybody updated and everything. Um, yeah. Cool. And we have time for one last song tonight. What are we going up to 10 o'clock with? Uh, I'm going to do... This is a new song. Um, this is a new one that I wrote in March. Uh, late March. And I had, I had come back home from Nashville. And, and 
in Nashville, I had, I had been writing and I'd been experiencing a little bit of writer's block. And I, I got back up here and I was writing this song. It was like a girl, just something about a girl. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Something like that. And, um, it seemed like there were more pressing issues to, to write about. So this song, this song sort of just came out. It's called satisfied. Excellent. Sam Robbins. Thank you so much for making the trip down to the South shore. Best of luck with everything, the new album, the trip back to Nashville, all that good stuff. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Here I stand, a born and bred American, living the good life. world outside has made it up to my bedside It's gonna be a long night I've never been this close to the unknown But it's getting easy to see Like it's never been It's getting easy to cry Stay up late nights Asking if I die Am I satisfied? Am I satisfied? Here I stand Past my second hand Young, healthy, and blind To the reality that through all the fear I've ever seen There's always been a thick white line I've never been this close To the kind of pain people say Never lets you go But it's getting easy to see my humanity out in front of me like it's never been. It's getting easy to cry, stay up late nights, asking if I die, am I satisfied? Am I satisfied? With how I live this life Maybe some innocence has died Oh, but that's alright Cause it's getting easy to see Something bigger than me A page turning it's getting easy to cry Stay up late nights Asking if I die Am I satisfied? Am I satisfied? 